0: Early, since I was in the shower earlier Pregnant today damage, you have practicing my clap I was like, no, I'm just gonna clap so you can sync up the audio remember like we talked about I just I've been practicing my clap like with my hands open like this so you can like really see the moment of impact
1: okay,
0: Are you ready for that? Yep. Alright, so ready oh, everybody quiet on the scene quiet on the scene ready? Ready three two one action bitch. Did you steal my clap? No, that was an audio What's up, y'all? You're listening to Fairly Odd Fairy Tales. My name is Malaku, and I want to go ahead and give a quick thank you to our overlords, the Helios Network. We took a little time to get to know them uh, last week and figure out who they were as people. So now we don't ever have to talk about them again. So let's skip past. Let's move on forward. going to introduce the guests, unfortunately, to all of you guys out there that really think this guy's a piece of shit. And I agree with you uh he's back on for a uh, return Julian Fat booty yeah. bottom brier it's okay malaka's upset because his drinks are subpar tonight boo <laughs> yeah they so... they're just decent yeah yeah yeah, yeah bitch yeah. i'm going to edit in so many booze right now
2: the um the experience I have with Malaku and Julian together is that Malaku likes to uh, to point you out and, and, and get real negative when you're on. Isn't it? It's true. It's kind of weird.
3: It is weird. You guys have, You guys
2: are – it's like an old married couple.
3: It's super strange. Because it's like, and like then like there's Sharon. Yeah, because I'm f- I'm friends with him. Right. Isn't that wild? It's That's wild. But that, yeah, no,
2: There's there's a I bit of like guy. a – Oh, what julie like it's just like a it's like oh malaku fun loving it oh but he's gonna be with julian so it's probably gonna be a little like toxic
0: in the room i know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me, and elijah, really me and elijah me and elijah explored this actually Elijah, for those of you who don't know elijah's this studs younger brother me and elijah explored this i called him one time and i was like elijah ever since you've left i've been stuck alone with julian and i have this issue and he's like what's your issue buddy and i was like have you ever noticed when you're alone with Julian for a long period of time, you just start becoming a sack of shit. Right. A like little just, pessimistic, huh? Uh, not even pessimistic, angry. Mm. Angry at the world, angry at yourself. What used to be loving becomes loathing. Right. What used to become inspiration and determination Dude, I, I don't has know.
3: become- I feel, I feel like you're experiencing it because I, I don't feel angry at all. I feel like this is a thing maybe you're experiencing. Well, uh, this is something. There's a, being a song that share. kind
2: of embodies this. It goes, like, mm-hmm. "Well, here we are. What is left of a husband and a wife, with two good kids who have a way with getting on with their lives."
0: Yo, dude, who the fuck are you? I'm not old. No, like seriously, I'm, introduce yourself on this show because no one knows who you are unless they've seen previous episodes.
2: But I'm getting a whole lot older every day. It's too late to keep from going crazy. I've got to get away. Wait. The reason that I can't stay don't have a thing to do with being in love. And I, this is about Malaco and Julian, and I understand that loving a man doesn't have to be this rough. Hey,
3: don't touch me, man. And you're not, not the okay only
2: right now, after the one who things. thinks this world has left them after far the behind. Or oh, this is the important part left them far behind. I don't know why you've gotta be angry all the time.
0: So for real, like it's I wonderful. don't know what it is, dude. It's just like it's some tension building up between us. For but sure, it, I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm threatened. Maybe I'm threatened yeah, by his presence.
2: He's very attractive. He's very smart. He's very put together. You're none of these. You're things. none of these things. No. Oh yeah.
0: God. I mean, thanks for
3: putting me on the spot, dude. It's not my podcast, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna just let you move on, dude.
2: The blast on the podcast.
0: Yeah, it's all good. And that brings us to Drew, <laughs> the the man behind the mirror, the Michael Jackson behind the pedophile. Oh, no. No? No, you no. Know, like, Wrong title. One, I really worked hard on that one. All right, we're going to scratch that one. Drew, our camera guy. Drew, show everybody your tits and your thumbs. I'm not facing. I'm not perfect position for the camera. That's this all. Cameras you. 360. You lying sack of shit. You show him your tits and show them your thumbs. Moving forward, introduce the. Co- I have to like read this in order, guys, because I'm fucking. I tr- I chugged two of these before. Oh, good for you. I'm gonna be
2: honest. Talk about being responsible. Yeah. We we're just talking about that.
0: I also got a Bang Energy drink here, so I'm fucking charged up to fight <laughs> off a yes. million Nazis. Good work. Mm. God, that's such trash. We're going to be drinking tonight whiskey sours. No, yes. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be drinking equal parts lemons to simple syrup. And then we add in our whiskey. Again, Uncle Nearest whiskey. And what was the last part? Egg whites. Can we, we scratch use- this all over again? Just We'll just
2: pretend that we're cutting right there because you said Uncle Ernest. Then you said Uncle Nearest.
0: Yeah, yeah. All of uh, if wrong.
2: you're going to make one up, just don't even yeah. go with uncle. Just be like a granddaddy's non-existent whiskey.
0: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Tonight, we're going to be drinking Granddaddy's, what was it called?
2: Non-existent whiskey. Granddaddy's
0: non-existent whiskey in the form of a whiskey sour cocktail. It's going to be equal parts lemon to our simple syrup. We have, I think we went with a three-quarter ounce pour for these most recent batches, two ounce on your whiskey, little egg white so it can foam up so you feel like you're drinking some nog, and... Just a real christen in this drink. We're gonna be reading a, a story I hold close to my heart, a story close to my people's heart. My people from the grand nation country of oh Wait, is is the continent the big the continent of Swahili. Thank you, Lynn. This is where you guys are supposed to clap. This is the part where the clapping comes on. If you don't clap, I'll edit it in some clapping. I feel like the genius was just kind of implied. It didn't even need to clap. No, the extra clap is the genius, and I, I implied the clapping. Thank you, guys. Sure, we can add in some clapping, right, right here? Sure. It's going to take four hours. On the <laughs> All right, so this tale is a tale that was recorded by white men, but is an oral tale from... This is the hardest part about talking about this. I guess Swahili is not only a group of people, but it is also like an area. It's like a region. And these are, like, they have a language, and it's all called, like, Swahili. So I don't know if I should call them Swahilians, Swahilis. Don't know if they're, like, from Swahili. I really, I, I, this is going to be difficult for the rest of the story, so I'm just going to call them the Swahilis. This tale is, there's a man named Edward Steer. Now, Edward Steer, in 1870, used to work for, I think, the British, or uh, he was an in, in Englishman. <coughs> And he traveled to this Swahili region because there used to be a lot of trade going on in that region between China, India, and uh, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, predominantly uh, Arabic and Middle East, uh, I mean, Islamic countries. And they would do a lot of trade. They would. There was a lot of slaves that was being sent off from this Swahili region at the time. And this guy kind of stuck around, hung out with these people. And was like, tell me some of your stories. So they told him this tale. The tale of the washerman's donkey. Now I know that's a completely different story than we're reading. Or at least the title of it. But they tie in later. Then this guy named Andrew Lang, who we all know and love, decided to put it together in a collection of his Lilac Fairy books. So this guy, Andrew Lang, is actually kind of a badass. He collected all these different like oral stories and made these anthologies or, like, encyclopedias of them, and they all have a different color coordinating with them. Whoa, okay. Yeah, and he's been doing this for... At this point, this is 1910, but he was doing this for, like, fucking 20 years, 20 years putting together. And before this, he wasn't collecting stories. Before this... Andrew Lang was, I think, just writing generally, but not collecting uh, folk stories specifically. So you're saying back in the day, this guy named Andrew Lang was wandering Swahili territory? No, that was Edward Steer in 1870. Now, okay. there's not much recorded information on his travels there, Okay, what else he did there. All they know is that he wrote some stories in specific Swahili dialects that he ended up learning and can't find anything else about like his time spent there, what uh, tribes taught him, any of this. There's like no information on it. In fact, there's very little on Swahili literature dating before like the 18th century. There's some texts that are Islamic texts because they ended up adopting the Islamic language and the Arabic language over time. And some of it's recorded in the, the mid 1600s of like ever writing stuff, but not folklore, not like their their stories, just like weird religious poetic themes And then they end up going on to develop literature in the 1900s. But this guy, Edward, who just showed up in the 1800s, late 1800s, he could read and write because he was from England. And he decided to take in their oral tradition. Uh, Yeah, I know. You just imported
2: a lot of knowledge from the core fact that he was from England. I don't think that necessarily means he could read and write. But he he was a world traveler. If you were traveling the world, if you were traveling – Outside of a twenty mile radius of where you were born, you could probably read and You write. could probably read and write. I don't know if that's a guarantee. Unless you were
3: a sailor at your yeah, right. Something yeah, along well, those lines, Merchantman. Yeah,
2: right. Did a majority of people who were merchantmen and sailors know how to read and write? I'm were sure sailors. The cap-
3: no, probably not. Probably the captain. Right. Because that or was like kind a of a, that was a folks. pretty bad
2: menial job, like something you had to do, not something you wanted. And to do. And even if right?
3: it was something you wanted to do, I mean, you you spent all your time on a ship, unless you were right. doing like the books, right? You know, for the ship, right? I don't think you have a reason to read. Mm. As far as you're concerned, it's, you know, you're yelling shit out, you know, and you're not reading anything.
2: Yeah. I feel like I need a little bit more of like an idea of uh, where this person was. They were traveling from England and then they went to, Sw- is it Swaziland?
0: Uh, they call it Swahili land okay. for uh, like at some point in time, they, they're like, oh yeah, this is the land of the Swahili people. But it's not Swaziland, it's Swahili land. And Swahili is more of, it's like a a region. That goes across Tanzania and part of Kenya. Okay. Today's Tanzania and Kenya. Okay. Yes. But it still exists as like they still identify, self-identify as like the Swahili people and their Swahili nation. And they have some islands too uh, in the Indian Ocean. It's really weird how they self-govern and self-identify. But um, considering that they were like little tribes of people and they started developing themselves and establishing themselves through, I guess- Islam, like, having a religious backbone to stand on to kind of create organization to elevate from, like, a tribe to, like, a statehood. Um, One thing that I did leave out that I think is very important is Edward Steer actually also in his time there, and they speak very little about this too, helped them translate a lot of passages from the Bible that were translated incorrectly uh, – in their swahili languages once he under like learned their language and started learning how to like or started writing these stories these like folk tales translating them to english he ended up helping them translate a lot of the bible that had been mistranslated was he so he spoke fluent swahili at one point after writing all the stories he got good enough in these like three different dialects okay and was able to help them translate parts of the bible that they had translated wrong
2: what did he go there as a missionary or what was it like what financed his journey
0: I, he was just a sailor. He was like somebody who was sailing. He went off and ended up in the Swahili land and ended up just staying there.
2: I'm sure there's a full story. I mean,
0: that seems pretty it's random. It's so hard to find Edward Sear. Like you can look up his like life and, and any part of his like uh, uh, biography. Right. And they're all like three paragraphs. Any mention of being like a merchant or in the military? Uh, we'll find out exactly if Edward Steer. I don't think he was a um because it Merchant wouldn't surprise
3: me if he was in the military,
0: in right? Some, in some, facet. he might have been in the military. Right, that would make more sense.
2: Well, also, were, were there territorial um, kind of disputes or things that? Uh, oh no,
0: it was definitely religious. He was an Anglican colonial bishop. Okay. Oh, okay, Gotcha. Yeah. So, that, so that's why he was he traveling was around. Okay, this yeah,
2: makes yeah. a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, it makes. Oh, was why that also, he was also
2: part of the? Was that also part of kind of British territory at that point? Like, what do you was,
0: mean Swah- Swahili?
2: Yeah, well, the, the region that we're talking about, like through Tanzania and Kenya. Was that was that part of the uh, European, like the, the just like the
0: British Empire? I don't know if it was part of the British Empire, but I do know that it did a fuck ton of trade as like a port for the uh, for a bunch of empires, like the, okay. the Indian Empire. The the Middle Eastern Empire, Chinese okay.
2: Empire,
3: yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if the British had their hands in there in some major way. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure that's there? true. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if it was a port city with, right. with massive amounts of trade. That sounds very British to be involved in that.
2: For
0: sure. Yeah. They For did sure. have some kind of... Also, it was like uh,
2: the, the era of slaves as well. They could, they could have been
0: doing they slave trading as well. Did yeah. so yeah. much. The, the Swahili people slave traded so much. Uh, to a point where they couldn't come up with enough people to keep up with uh, the demands of the... The Arabians, the the Chinese, and the Indians. Wow! Oh,
3: so they were they were trading slaves across the the world at this point. At the, into at, yes, China into you know. Well, the because East, of the wherever.
0: nature of where it was located, and it also there was just like a lot of trade going on at the time um, within these countries. They were just an important, like an integral port city at mm. the time. They traded a bunch of slaves, so they had some kind of like. Fortitude, like a leg to kind of lean on. It wasn't like this just random country that was just being taken over by like some British Jews. I'm sure there were British people in are, there.
3: Are we in a position right now real quick to pull up a map so I can just kind of get a look of where this is?
2: Yeah, I'm going to hand you
0: over my laptop while I go ahead and just kind of like bring us up to like where we are Did in that. our story. Okay, so,
2: so this bishop ended up writing down a story called The Washerman's Donkey.
0: The Washerman's Donkey. Okay, now this yeah. is uh, – a tale about it's a, a Swahili tale that has been translated to English. It later when Andrew Lang kind of rewrote this story, same story, kind of same following through. He uh called it The Monkey and His Heart, mm-hmm. which is makes a little bit more sense based on the story, I guess, or the beginning of the story. But so let's just dive in. We'll figure this out later. The story we're going to be reading is called The Monkey in His Heart, retold by Andrew Link, originally told by Edward Steer. Now, once upon a time, in a land far, far away, there was a monkey who lived in these treetops eating this dank-ass African fruit. He spent most of his time eating this fruit and hanging out, and parts of these trees would hang over the Indian Ocean. Now, after a while, he ended up getting to the ends of the trees that were over the Indian Ocean and starts to notice a shark that's just kind of like swimming around. He starts talking to this shark and the shark's like, what you doing? He's like, I'm eating these dank ass fruits. And the shark's like, can I have some? Monkey says, sure. So the monkey throws him a fruit. The shark's like, holy shit, that is really good. Can I get some more fruits? So the monkey's like, fuck it, and keeps throwing him fruits down. And after a while, we get to this point where the monkey's throwing of fruits cannot keep up with this shark's appetite. And the monkey gets tired. And he's like, look, dude, I got to go home. I'm going to fucking go to sleep. And the shark's like, cool, can we do the same time tomorrow? Fucking give me some fruits. Monkey's like, whatever, dude, I don't give a fuck. Just go home. So monkey goes home, goes to sleep, comes back the next day. Shark's there. So he figures, might as well become friends. So they develop a friendship as this monkey keeps feeding him fucking fruits. The shark starts telling him stories of what the underwater is like. Now, the shark's not a very smart shark, but he's a very honest shark. So he explains everything in simple but vivid detail. And after a while, the monkey starts becoming, like, obsessed with the underwater world. Any questions so far? No, This. I'm, I'm, it's a vivid world. Fuck yeah, so now this uh, monkey's hanging up in the in the treetops, looking down at the shark, hearing about all the most wonderful coral, all these beautiful fish, jellyfish, turtles, weird shit. And uh. he's like, man, I would love to go to that world. But unfortunately, I'm a land creature. You're a water creature. Like I could never venture into your world. So one day, the shark starts to notice, that this monkey is a little sad and he's like, Hey man, what's going on? Let's fucking, like, why aren't you having a good time? And he's like, Man, I just kind of long to see what your world's like. So then the shark's like, You know what, dude? Why don't you come with me? I'll take you to my world. And the monkey's like, There's no fucking way. How would you do that? And he's well, like, Because well, monkeys don't have gills, right? Not only do they not have gills, the monkey doesn't want to get wet at all. Oh, he's shit. like, There's no way you can get me there without getting wet. Is there
3: a thought on what kind of monkey this is, maybe?
0: Um, you know, he's probably like... Is he like a small, is he large, like is he... What, what, what monkeys picturing? are
1: native to that area?
3: I'm picturing up like a... I'm small, assuming some picture? kind of
0: African Indian monkey, or like a, it has to be a monkey that could be near the Indian Ocean, <laughs> I right? know, but
3: really what I'm trying to get is, is it like closer to like chimpanzee size, or is it like kind of a lemur
2: looking You know, thing? okay, I
0: was going to tell you like, my nigga, uh, who cares, but to be fair, well in the thing one, is it changes a lot of the logistics because like if he's a little monkey, he can fit inside of his mouth. In yeah. one version of this story that doesn't include a shark, uh huh. There they do there's only one, but they do claim that there's like a whole intro about how this was like the fucking buffest, sexiest monkey. Like this oh, monkey is okay. That makes me think looking. that he's
2: kind of a big gorilla y thing.
0: No, not gorilla monkey. Monkey. Don't you confuse the two. They're different. Oh. He's more of a monkey. Oh, I have a lot to learn. And uh, but he's he's definitely like the the biggest of the pack, but he's also like the the best looking, if that makes wow. sense. Okay. It's like Pretty more monkey. of an aesthetic thing. Yeah, It's yeah. like an alpha male right now. Yeah. But they don't ever talk about it in any other version other than this one weird one where they're like they give him a name and they're like, dude, the fucking monkey's. Fucking okay, ah. G- generic
2: attractive fairy tale monkey.
0: Yeah. in this Mm -hmm. version it's just a monkey and he's friends with the shark and he's like, man, I want to go. And the shark's like, well, I can guarantee you that if you jump on my back, I can deliver you to the bottom of this ocean without, and take you to my home and you won't have a drop of water touch. Wait, does it say the bottom of this ocean? It doesn't say the bottom. It just says to my house, but I assume the shark lives at the bottom of the ocean.
2: Okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, Oh, he's got a trick then.
0: Well, he says like, I I can get you there and there's no, like I won't, you won't get wet. I promise you. Mm, Who's getting nervous? I'm, to be completely honest, I still like. Why is the Why does this monkey believe that he could literally ride to a? Where does he think the shark? Well, was? how did the friendship give him the ability to to to, to go into water? Come from. Oh, okay, the trust probably came from them being the friends, friendship, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, fruit, right. Shir- wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. It's since the beginning, it's one
1: sided. He's just getting fruit from him, right? Yeah, yeah, it's he's so one sided. Fruit.
3: I'm sorry. The, the well, it's actually. Is, I guess. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. The shark's acquiring fruit from this monkey.
2: Yeah, the monkey's throwing fruit into the water. Is going whop, 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 because it's hanging because the because the, the trees are hanging over the Indian Ocean it's, where the shark is. This is
3: already how you know the trunk or the monkey shouldn't trust the shark because it, this just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Shark uh, okay. Not a smart okay. Shark you know what? Eyes. You
0: know what I'm gonna do. I'm going to do a quick 10 second rewind because what I'm realizing right now, Joshua, you and I are the only ones who've been paying attention. And these two fucking buffoons. <laughs> do you mind if oh, I said what i do I don't know if I trust Oh, you. that
2: was really good. Thank you, buddy.
0: Um, so, what you guys Can I do the recap? You know? Go for it.
2: So, there's this monkey who found, f- finds these beautiful fruits, and he finds these trees that, that bear these beautiful fruits hang over the Indian Ocean. And he starts eating them, he starts eating them, and then a shark appears, and the shark says, in a kind of a dumb way, could I have some fruits? Could could, I, could you share some of your fruits with me? And the monkey says, 100%, I'm a very generous monkey. And so he grabs the fruits from the trees and throws them into the water, and the shark goes, nom nom, 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 And then day after day after day, he throws fruits in the water, the shark starts to tell him about the underwater world. They're starting to develop kind of a deep friendship and relationship. And the monkey is falling in love with the underwater world because of all the beautiful and vivid things that the shark is telling the monkey about mm. in his universe. And then eventually the shark says, hey, let me take you to the down, uh, the down under area below the horizon in the deep blue sea. And show
3: you what I see. Okay, so the question is, what the fuck didn't I understand about what that? What you
0: didn't understand is, and, and also, I think he 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 did a great job, by the way. Thank you. Fucking okay, good. Like so the monkey was talking to the shark. Remember how it was like he was feeding the shark? The shark's appetite grew. The monkey was like, can we just do this tomorrow? And the shark's like, yeah, I'll do this tomorrow. And then the shark kept coming back, was kind of dumb. The monkey kept feeding him. And the shark, in that time, keeps telling him these stories of the underwater. Then the monkey... Grows to long for it. So one day the monkey sat and the shark's like, What's up? Why aren't you having a good time? And he's like, Man, well, I really like the underwater. Like, it's beautiful. Right. But I can't go there. And the shark's like, Well, how about you jump on my back and I'll take you there? So wow. the monkey starts. The initial longing For the underwater sea So it's not a trick The shark's not trying To trick the monkey Into going underwater I mean I the have The monkey to wants To go You might know underwater. something
3: But I So far it still Sounds like a trick to me It still sounds like A long Like an investment The shark is making Into tricking this monkey To become right. his friend And then he knows He's gonna tell him All these
0: wonderful things Be pretty fucking smart On the shark's part it, it would be It would be pretty funny. It would be
2: really it, Pretending to be dumb too So he seems like But yeah. he's also a shark And I think that I think that there's a bit Of a natural thing It's like it's a shark It's sharks gonna do something dumb. mean
3: Yeah yeah, but it's also I think yeah, the shark right. is not going to be dumb. I think when I think of a shark, you think, I think about like, a cl- no clever apex predator. You know what yeah, I mean? Right, like right. this thing's a little
0: bit of a of a shade ball. Well, okay. Narrator, so does it go underwater? As the narrator, I'll tell you, you're both wrong. You're both right, and I love to see how this kind of develops. So now oh, yeah. they get on the, the the monkey's like, you know what? Fuck it. I trust you. Let's fucking get on this shark's back. Let's figure this out. So he gets on the shark's back and they start riding out for uh, like six days. For the first day, the shark, the monkey's a little bit timid, and he's like, fuck, this is stupid. What am I doing? I should have never done this. Whoa. About day three, he's kind of like, this is the greatest thing I've ever done. Day four, he's like, holy shit. Love this. I fucking, He can't stop looking at the fish underneath him, under, or to the side of the shark, I guess, because he's floating on the back of the shark. He's like, God. This is he above is water? Because he was scared. Yes. Of, he was scared. Oh, he's, he's above water. No water's touching him. Shark's holding his promise. He's looking at all the fish. He's having a grand old oh, fucking time. So it's just a floating platform at this point. Basically, like a raft. Oh, a, wow. A raft with fucking three layers of teeth and a hard on for blood. So
2: just whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you just. Okay, he's got a hard on for
0: blood. Well, it's a shark. Like, I thought I you just, just had a hard on for fruit. I just, I, well, I assume yeah. the shark's like fucking. Uh, <laughs> he's like, one of those <laughs> vegan sharks. <No>. Yes. You, <laughs> you gave <laughs> it away. You gave it away. Something, bad <laughs> yeah, know, something bad's going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah Wait, something bad's going to happen. Wait, So bad, what happens next? it has gone. So the shark starts to feel a lot of guilt in his heart and he goes hey monkey i got to tell you something you're my friend and i just can't do this and he goes well what's up and he's like well about a week ago we found out that the sultan of the shark people is dying and the only medicine that can cure him is the heart of a monkey so when you told me you wanted to go down i thought this would be a perfect opportunity however we're getting really fucking close and i can't live with this guilt it's tearing me up. You're my friend. And I just, I needed to tell you, like, this is where I'm taking you right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and we're already here. Like, we're getting close. And the monkey, now the monkey's a wise monkey, and immediately starts to feel fear, but he chills the fuck out, and he goes, Shark, I'm really sad that this is happening, and I really wish you had told me before I got on your back, because unfortunately, I left my heart at home. And the shark's like, what are you fucking talking about? And he's like, where do you you keep your heart, shark? He's like, what do you mean? I keep it right here inside my body. He's like, ah, see monkeys. Monkeys, we're different. We keep our heart in the trees with the fruits, which is why we stay in those trees eating the fruits all day long so we can keep a close eye on our heart. If not, when we start jumping around from tree to tree, it would rattle and fall out of place and break. And so I wish you would have told me because I don't need my heart. I would have just given it to you and you could have gone and saved your uh, king shark. Like, you're my friend. I would have done that. And the shark's like, wait, what? Dude, no. And he's like, seriously. He's like, okay, how about this? Dude, I don't even need to show the, the king shark how I got the heart. I take you back to your place. You give me the heart and I'll just take that and I'll just be like, oh, I killed him and I left him on the beach. So that way you don't have to die. And the monkey's like, it's a great fucking idea. Right. I'm down. Let's do it. So wow. now the shark does the entire six-day journey they've been on in three fucking days, zooming wow. back to the, the the tree where the monkey was found. Think about how much fun they're having. Oh, they're the, at this point, right? <laughs> yeah. Probably the best time because the shark thinks he's going to win. The monkey knows he's going to win. Sure. Everyone's like, whoa, and they're fucking riding off, and they get to the tree. And the monkey jumps off the shark and he goes in the tree. And the shark's like, I'll wait for you right here. And the monkey's like, yeah, just wait right there. So the monkey goes up in the tree, starts eating fruits. And then he falls asleep. After about like five, six hours, the shark's like, what the fuck? And he's like freaking out. He's like, monkey, where are you? And the monkey comes down to him and he goes, what's up? And he's like, monkey, what the fuck's going on? I thought we had a deal. And the monkey says, what is this? Do you take me for a washerman's
1: donkey? Welcome to The Haunting of Siler Tread, a dramatized reading from Siler's own journal. This is a true story about Siler. He was born in Los Angeles, December 28th, 1945. Born into an orphanage. His life was never easy, He spent most of his youth in and out of the system and a lot of his adult life in prison. But on his 33rd birthday, he left the busy streets of Los Angeles and headed to the peaceful town of Glenwood, Iowa. Soon after arriving, strange things started to happen. If you want to know more, go ahead and listen. This story is not for the meek, but I'm sure you can handle it.
0: Welcome back, y'all. We're rocking and rolling straight through to the end. I'm going to fill you guys in what just happened. We discussed finer intricacies of New Year's, and we also talked about how we should go forward with the rest of the story. And we figured it'd be best if I recap you on what we missed. But it'd be even cooler if I was actually Josh and Josh was actually recapping it. So, Josh, take it away. Tell us what we've read already.
2: Yeah. So there's a monkey and there's a shark. And they both share an interest in fruit. The monkey finds the fruit first and then the shark finds the monkey. The monkey shares the fruit with the shark. You following me so far? Following. They start to develop a deep relationship with each other. And this relationship uh, eventually leads to conversations about the underwater world. The monkey gets deeply interested and the shark says, well, why don't you jump on my back? I know you don't like touching the water, so you can I'll act as a platform as I glide right along the horizon of the ocean and show you all the things that I've seen. They take six days to get out to the middle of the ocean and the shark says, man, I have to tell you something that's been causing me a lot of guilt. Um, the sultan of the shark Kingdom needs kingdom needs a monkey's heart and you are a monkey, and this is causing me a lot of confusion because I was thinking about taking you down there and pretty much giving your heart directly to Sultan. The monkey says, oh, you can have my heart, but the heart doesn't exist within me. It exists within the tree where the fruits are. So they start blasting back towards the fruit tree, and
0: that's my understanding of where we are. And that's where we are, and then the shark starts saying, hey, monkey, where'd you go? How come you don't come down from the trees? And the monkey says specifically, what, do you take me to be a washerman's donkey? Now, Drew, Julian, are you guys confused? Because you guys are kind of like our weaker ends. Right I'm not now. even a little bit confused. Okay. What in fact, you? I'm Not way the
3: fuck ahead of you. Then we you. must have really dumbed it down. Yeah, no, 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 I'm way the fuck ahead of you. So <laughs> yeah. how about you just get the fuck started <laughs> you before know, I get bored? Unfair. Yeah. He can see everything I have written down. Well, I, I haven't read notes. a single thing. Julian... It's basically in you know imperceptible. It's nonsense. Just go for it. I'm bored already.
0: Okay. Whoa. <laughs> so that's okay. Because you see right there, you see that bad boy right there? That bad boy's locked in on Julian and his fucking eye sockets. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to go ahead and look back to make sure he wasn't reading. But... On the off chance he wasn't. He's looking the other way now, right now. Oh, dude, yeah. what a fucking I piece know. of Trying shit. Trying to
2: pretend like he wasn't sneaking a read.
0: What's a washerman's donkey? Okay. Yeah. What is a washerman's donkey? I don't fucking know either. What do you
2: assume? I, I assume that it's somebody who washes clothing, takes them to the river, uh, the donkey carries the loads of laundry. They rinse it in the river, rinse, 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 put it back on the donkey, and run it back to the village.
0: I will say this might not be part of the story, but I did question what a washerman was as well. I never actually looked into it. I'll look into it now with you once we get through this. But the washerman's donkey, uh-huh. which was the name of the original tale, okay, is a segue halfway through the story, which is a tale that the monkey tells to explain to the shark his logic. So basically what we've stumbled upon is the inception of fairy tales. We have found a fairy tale that's literally inside of another fairy tale. That's awesome. I know, isn't it fucking crazy? Yeah, that's very good. Dude, the Swahili people are fucking next level. So the washerman's donkey. Well, it's a washerman's donkey. So the monkey looks at the shark and says, once upon a time, there was a washerman who had this donkey. And now the washerman and the donkey had a great relationship, but the donkey had grew to become ungrateful and a little lazy. So the donkey runs away into the forest. The washman tries to find it for a few days, gives up. This donkey's gone. Now the donkey has found paradise. Have you ever killed a roach? Or have you ever taken a roach? You didn't kill it, and you threw it in the trash? And you're just like, oh, I'm going to throw this roach in the trash. Yeah. Yeah, I did that one time. And this old black man was like, oh, man, you done did it. You done did it now. You done gave him the buffet of buffets. And he was trying to explain to me how if you're going to kill, if you're going to take a roach and throw it in the trash, you basically are taking the king and throwing him in a palace. Wow. Kill the evil king. Right. Don't put him back in his palace. Right. Okay. That's where he has the most power. And so uh, this fucking donkey's eating all the grass that its heart could long for. And it becomes so fucking fat that it can barely walk. It's like teetering. And it's just like, I'm a donkey now there's this rabbit and it's hopping around and it sees this donkey and it's like god damn that donkey is fat as fuck <laughs> so it goes up to its homie the lion because apparently <laughs> no one explains this but monkey I mean hares like rabbits uh-huh. and lions homies for sure for are. like ever yeah like, yeah, yeah they're they're, like, it's a natural partnership mm-hmm. and so the hare goes up to the to the fucking lion and it's like hey buddy There's this donkey, and it's super fat. You should eat it. Now, this lion was ill, and so it was, like, kind of, like, not not decrepit, but, like, on its way there. And it was just, like, you've teased me with these stories of a feast, of a bounty, but you know I am too weak. I could never make it there. And so the hare is, like, (laughs) oh, this fucking guy. All right, whatever. If you can't go to your feast, I'll bring the feast to you. So now the hare goes and finds the donkey and the donkey's just being a fat sack of shit. And it turns out this donkey's a girl donkey. And this is the first time we ever hear of this, but this is a girl donkey. She's got a vagina. So she's a donkey. That was cool. Yeah. That was actually Sorry, really continue. Dumb. So uh this donkey is just like fucking strutting her stuff and the hare comes up to her and goes, Hey, Mrs. Donkey, nice to meet you. And the donkey's like, What's up? Life's good, what you want? And this donkey's, I mean, the is like, I got this friend. He he thinks you're super hot. Like, honestly, he thinks you're a fat ass. Wee! We gotta edit in some fucking sirens and shit right there. For that sure. Was good. Fat ass. And he's a lion. So he's a fucking stud. And he wants to marry you. He thinks you're just fucking A1 material. He wants you to be his wife. You can reign over the, the, the all the animals in the animal kingdom. How does this sound? And the donkey's a little shy. It's like, who, me? The little old me? And the hare's like, yeah, you. And the donkey's like, oh, my God. Well, I don't know, man. Like, I wish he came here and said it himself. And the hare is like, ah, good point. But he's real sick. And he wants to know if you want to come to his house. And he can, like, court you. And she was like, by golly. Let's do it. So they start going over to the lion's house. But remember, she's like a fat sack of shit. So it takes her like two weeks or some shit. She's like, "Eh." it takes her so long to get there. And this is written in the story. The hare (laughs) had to slow her pace to keep up with the donkey and became exhausted at slowing her pace. Wow. That's a great detail. Physically exhausted. Right, right. That's how fat she is. They get to the lion's house. And the lion comes to the door. And goes, oh, my dear, please come inside. And the donkey's like, oh, God, he's such a gentleman. So she goes in there feeling confident and, like, ready for love. And the rabbit's like, you know, things are getting real steamy in here. I'm just going to head out. Step out, yeah. I'm like, let you guys do your thing. Yeah, There's chemistry. condoms. Yeah, I see yeah. it. And so the, the hare leaves, but it stays close behind because it's not sure what's going to happen. And the donkey presents itself to the lion. And goes, me oh my, I think I'm ready to consummate this marriage. And when she turns around, she expects the line to be right there like, oh, my love. But it's like crouching in a fucking corner. And she's like getting kind of scared. And then the thing jumps on her. And she freaks out. So she kicks it in the face. And then he freaks out. So he goes and he tries to claw her. And he like claws her back end. And I don't know if you know this, but donkeys bite real fucking hard. So this donkey bites the lion, or the whatever, yeah, the lion, and then runs away because the lion's, like, passed out. Wow. So the hare comes back into the room, and he's like, did you kill the lion? And the lion's like, kill her? She almost fucking killed me. And the hare's like, ah, come on. It's a fucking donkey, and it's fat. Like, what are you talking about? And the lion's like, what, like, what the fuck? What was this about? And he goes, look, dude, just rest. Get your strength up. Don't worry, you're a badass. You got this. So it's like consoling the lion, like, dude, you're you're fucking king of the jungle, and the lion's like, you're right, I am king of the jungle. And so the hare's like, I'll be back. Just chill out and get your rest up. So it leaves goes and does rabbit shit, comes back, and now it finds its friend, the lion, like fucking jumping from tree to tree, doing some Ooh, fucking big spry. cat shit. Yo, oh, dude, it's healthy as a motherfucker. Okay. It? So this lion's like, like fuck, I'm so fucking jacked and I got a fucking fat line dick and I need some fucking food. Mm-hmm. And the rabbit's like, hey, dude, I get it. But like, chill out. Like, just chill out. You know what? Don't overtire yourself. I'll go get you some food. You just chill the fuck out. And it leaves. And it starts hopping around and it sees the donkey again. And this time the donkey's even fatter, even Dumber and it's just rolling around in some grass. And the rabbit goes up to this fucking donkey. It's like, yo, what up, bitch? And the donkey's like, hey girl, I ain't seen you in a minute. What's the what do people what's the 411? And this fucking hair is like, Look, dude, shit's been crazy. You know how life is, but I'm just running some errands right now. But my 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 homie, remember the lion? The lion hit me up the other day. He told me. He misses you, and I promised him if I saw you, I would say something like just bring it up. She was like, "Oh girl, you know me like he's cute, but like last time I went over there, he scratched me something nasty, he tried to pounce on me I was I was scared, and and the rabbit's like, oh no, he likes you, he hit you because he likes you he mm. like he that's how he makes love. he was trying to like pounce on you, but You freaked out, and then you kicked him. So, like, he freaked out, so he scratched you, and then you bit him. So he was embarrassed. Like, he wasn't going to come try to find you after all of that. Mm. So, like, he misses you, and he wants me to tell you he misses you, but he don't want to encroach on you. He respects your feelings. And the donkey's like, well, I just wish that was true. Like, I wish I could believe that. Like, I believe you, but I don't know. Right, okay, wow. And the rabbit's like, girl... I done hand me a few lines in my past. Believe me. Once a line, always a line. They all line. All lines are the same.
2: All lines be lying. But he loves you, bitch. Right. Okay.
0: And so she was like, damn, you can't mess with true love like that. Mm-hmm. So she's just like, you know what? All right. I'll take him back. Let's go do it. So now they go back to the fucking lines, then at this point, Still the same pace because this donkey's a fat piece of shit. But they get to the lion's house eventually. And when they get there, the donkey's expecting the lion to greet her. But the lion just pounces on her from behind and kills her with one foul swoop. Oh, jeez. And now the lion looks at the hare and goes, I want you to gut it, clean all the meat, put it away, and then cook some of it for us to eat. But just leave me the heart. I don't want any... Of the rest of the meat. I just want the heart. That's all I really need to eat. You can have the rest of it. So the hare takes the donkey's body. Cleans out all the meat. Starts roasting some of the meat while she's putting it away. And she roasts up the heart. Then she decides to eat it. And as the hare's done. Like just barely finishing eating up the fucking heart. The lion walks up. It's exhausted. It's like where the fuck is the food you've been taking so long. Like where is it? So he shows up. He's like hey. All right, dope, you cleaned it, sick. Give me the heart, I'm hungry. And the rabbit goes, there's no heart. And the lion's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) The lion says, this is a washerman's donkey. Haven't you heard? Or the hare says that. And the lion's like, what's a washerman's donkey? And the rabbit's like, it's a donkey that has no heart. I mean, think about it. This donkey came up to you the first time, came with me. Went into your house, you attacked it. Tried to kill it. It escaped and made it away. And then came back a second time. Knowing you were trying to kill it. Now tell me. Would a donkey with a heart come back the second time? And the lion's like standing there and it's like, ah. Oh, I don't know. You know what? You know, maybe you're right, rabbit. Maybe you're right. And that's when the monkey looks at the shark and says, so. Do you take me to be a washerman's donkey?
2: Mm, how stupid am I to jump on you again? Wow. 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 That is Inception, man. How great. They're very is similar that story. stories. They're very similar. Because the shark and the hare are kind of the same character. Well, in that the, one.
0: the monkey's potential fallout. So, the parallel split, if we're talking about parallel universes, the parallel where the monkey ends up following its demise with the shark, hmm. it would have been the washerman's donkey. Right. But it's not a Washman's donkey. It right. knew what to do in that moment the second Yeah, so he, he wow. ain't no Washman's donkey.
2: So does every telling of this story
0: include this Inception version? Mm, there's a few of them that do. Okay. Some of them that do not. And they have their own ending. So, for example, the Japanese version. Instead Whoa, of whoa. It being, this has gone all over the world. Let's start with Japan because I think Japan has the most far-fetched different version of it. So the Japanese version of it uses a turtle... Instead of a shark. And this turtle's fallout. They never get to the Washman's donkey story. Like when that mm-hmm. part begins. It's the ending of the Japanese version. And that uh, monkey is like. Hey. like I'm not going to go with you. You, fucking, you traitorous being. You almost tried to take my liver or my heart. Whatever it was in that version. And now I'm back at home. So I'm not going with you. And the punishment to that turtle. For not being able to acquire the the thing that is needed for the king's remedy.
2: Wait, so the whole story is just the inception
0: part in the Japanese version? No, 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 no. The inception part doesn't happen in the Japanese version. Then what's the whole thing about the king that you're talking about? The king, well, because the king needing a heart is part of the original version. It's part of the first story. The shark sultan needed the heart. Wow. Okay,
2: these are the exact. It's so interesting to tell the same story and like it's an, slightly different. It's like a different version, a different yeah. mode.
0: Yeah, there's a
3: different ending. He he chose yeah. the the correct ending. The monkey did at least.
0: But the, the monkey, wow. cho- well, the monkey they choose the same ending. The only difference is the monkey doesn't explain his decision with another folklore. All he right. does is like I'm not going with you. And then on top of it, wow. The turtle <sighs> bears a penalty for not getting the monkey heart. So now the turtle is stripped of his shell. And in some Japanese folklore, this is where the jellyfish comes from. And that all jellyfish had shells up until the jellyfish who couldn't acquire the monkey's heart ended up being the failure. And so they stripped him of his shell. In another version, wow. there's a turtle who does everything right. And then once the monkey's in the underwater kingdom or the underwater prison, like they get the monkey to the underwater And they're going to like take his liver and shit. And he's just like in a cage. A jellyfish comes by and kind of like is doing this like arrogant, like, oh, I pity you. Because you don't even know that the ending is coming. You don't even know what they're going to do to you. And like divulges the plan. So then the monkey makes up this whole weird backstory to the turtle, completely oblivious that the monkey knows everything. And he goes up to the turtle and goes like, oh, man, I'm real sad. And the turtle's like, why are you sad? And he's like, man. I have this heart and we don't keep our hearts on our bodies. I actually left it up in the trees. That's where we keep it, but it's raining outside. And if I keep my heart in the trees and it's raining, my heart's going to spoil. And so that makes the turtle be like, Oh shit, we got to go get your heart. And he, the turtle doesn't want to divulge his plan, but neither does the monkey. The monkey's trying to make it seem like he just randomly remembered this. And so the turtle goes with the monkey to go get his heart. And in that process, the monkey strips the turtle of his shell and the turtle goes back to the king, explaining that he never got the monkey heart. And the what the king does is strip the jellyfish of his shell and give it back to the turtle. And now all jellyfish are meant to remain without shells. So what I'm realizing in the two different Japanese versions, which are basically the same, they're they're explaining how jellyfish lost their shells. Right. Okay. There's a Cain and Abel, like weird thing going on where it's like i did this one thing and now the punishment is for the other person everyone who is part of your you know genealogy all of your ancestors to come wow. every offspring you will have will now bear this mark for the jellyfish it's you no longer have the shell wow and that's japanese folklore
2: right this is that almost <laughs> sounds kind of uh even more like an idiom in some ways like because you can transcribe yes. that to like you know you can be the jellyfish without the shell or you know that that kind of thing. You can make little short statements related to the story that have huge impact if you have cultural context.
0: And that's how the jellyfish lost his shell. So like, in the original
2: like Swahili version, did did we get to the end of that version? When he yes. ends that, when he ends that Inception's tale,
0: the story's over. Yeah, because that's what he's he's looking at the shark and he goes. He's so like, I'm staying in this fucking tree. Yeah, you take me for that washerman's donkey? Am I that wow. guy? Wow. So do so we assume
2: that anything happened to that shark?
0: Well, no, but now. Let's get to That was the seven. day
2: that shark fin soup was I was first about to served. say, if it was the Japanese version, I would just take <laughs> yeah, it. Exactly. This is the Japanese version.
0: Now we got the closest one to this story, like word for word, as far as theme, is the Indian version. Okay. These versions are, there's two different ones. They're pretty similar. But one of them, which is the more famous one, comes from something called the Jataka Tales. Now the Jataka Tales are, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, they are tales of the Buddha. Coming, like it's like one of those like fun little like fairy tale. Is it for like kids
2: to get into Buddhism?
0: It's more like the Buddha's journeys and like these weird, uh, uh, what do you call them? Not parabolas, parables that the Buddha instilled. It's like his Jesus stories. Yeah, the the capers exactly. So he tells the story of the monkey and the crocodile. So replace the shark with a crocodile. And then he says, I'm the monkey. This is a telling of a version when wow. I, the Buddha, was the monkey.
2: Right, but presumably they're written for kids if they're like cute little stories. Or is these things like. Presumably
0: all fairy tales were written for kids. right? Presumably,
2: right. But then again, like there are some like kind of folklore stories that just feel like they have like a universal cultural implication.
0: I, I think that like Pixar, who might be our modern day fairy tale uh, like tellers. Mm, yeah, sure. They hide, they take a children's story. And represent it right. as a children's story with hidden subliminal adult themes. Because I think these par- uh, parables are meant to hit adults and children alike. Mm. Adults in the deeper understanding and children in the surface level understanding.
3: Yeah, okay. I don't even know if it's just that. I think these are created by adults to teach children certain lessons that are needed to make it through or to adulthood successfully. Which probably Ultimate, more so likely... These are these are lessons that adults also could learn from, but the idea is probably in these cultures that if you don't learn it when you're a kid, you're kind of fucked by the time you get to adulthood. Like, what right, well, one of the know. tools in the toolkit? Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. why not just use? Uh, not to mention the like the the perspective a lot of these people probably had on the world. If you're like in a tribal society where you don't understand anything about science or rationality or, or whatever it might be, you can explain the world even adult to adult. The world can probably be seen as just kind of a weird interplay of relationships between like animal characters and, and ver- just various archetypes that you can kind of put onto everything else to create yeah. like Right, and which almost cohesive. takes it
2: outside of the children's realm because yeah. I don't think it was like children's scribes putting these kind of complex Egyptian caricatures inside of the pyramids and other no. kind of assorted places. No. That seemed like it was like almost a wise thing to do. Yeah, but yeah. that's but maybe like- Maybe it was ad- kids.
0: No, but that's the idea of the artist, right? Or the creator. It's to right. take something that- Everyone else who it's for couldn't have put together themselves and do it for them, right? That's, like, what art is. Like, you're saying emotions and feelings in a way that maybe other people couldn't but they can relate to. And so they relate to your version the best. Like, you I'm, said the best.
2: I'm going to look more into this story and and try to just, like, go – like, I, you've just opened up a deep, deep – um you know, kind of deep blue water for me on this particular story because this is an interesting story. It's oh, a it's unique great. story. I've never heard of it before. Had anybody else here heard of this story before no, this? No, 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 no. Never. How, how good was this
0: story? It's a great fucking story. No, I think it's actually one of the better stories was, I've had to deep. read, especially yeah, like... It is. true. Shut the fuck up. No, I was going to say you're actually really deep. Like those blue eyes that you have? What color are your eyes? How dare
1: you? What color are These they? These are not blue eyes, they're green, you son of a bitch.
0: Yo, one man's green is another man's blue. So the monkey and the crocodile, which was uh the again, the two Indian versions. One of them, which was part of the Panchatantra, Pancha Tantra, which is like a, a collection of other Buddhist greetings. Um, this this was a more moral version. Now, do you remember when we were talking about uh Jack and the Beanstalk, and how some people made a moral version. It was rejected. So oh, for sure, I, this one wasn't rejected necessarily by, uh, I guess, the governing people. But it's not as famous as the the monkey and. His, in fact, that one's called the monkey and the crocodile, the pon, Tantra one. But there is a morality present, and that morality is the the guilt that this in this version. The crocodile and the monkey become friends, and the reason why the crocodile has to take the monkey's heart is because the crocodile is taking fruits back to his wife that the monkey keeps giving him because he finds out the crocodile has a wife, and he's like, yeah, take these to your wife, and the wife starts saying, like, wow, these taste so delicious. Like, these are the sweetest things I've ever had. Where'd you get them? And he's like, my buddy, the monkey. And he's like, if this is what the monkey eats— His heart must be sweeter. Mm. I need you to go get that heart and give it to me so I can eat it. Wow. And the crocodile's like, but he's my friend. And she's like, and this is where, this is one of the weirdest ones. She looks at him and she goes, well, why is that important? I'm your wife. Right. Like, you should be able to kill this and bring it to me. He's like, no, but I love him. Like, I fucking love him.
2: Right. That's an old school bros before hosting.
0: She goes, is this monkey a woman? is this a woman monkey? Are wow. you trying to fuck this monkey? And he goes, Jeez. no, 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 it's a guy. It's like a brother monkey. And she was like, oh, it's a guy. Uh, okay, so is this monkey going to provide for you what I provide for you? In fact, why don't you go live with that monkey? Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. It's definitely not a female typical Washington typical donkey. Fight. Oh, God, no. Wow. And it's definitely not a female fucking monkey. That's
2: crazy. The basic story that I heard was... If you get out of a precarious situation, don't get back into it. Yes. Right? That's like the whole story.
0: Which in this... Once you get out,
2: don't get back... Like, if you jump in... Like, let's say you're hitchhiking across America, and some dude who's, like, addicted to iguanas takes you into his home and, like, locks the door and doesn't let you out, but you find a window that's unlocked and crawl out, um, don't go back to that guy's house.
0: Yeah, Yeah, even if he goes, like, I'm sorry the door was locked. That that was... I just... There's a lot of people
2: break-ins. Right. Just get out. I'm nervous. That's the whole thing is once you're out, you're out. Don't get back on the shark's back.
0: And go back in. And uh, there's a lot of different questions like you asked, like, why the fuck did he trust the shark? A lot of like weird morality and ethical issues. And I agreed with uh, a lot of them. But then I start to realize, oh, there's a complex relationship between the monkey and this other animal. And so it all makes sense. Now, something that didn't make sense to me though and all of these different like versions of this story was if the monkey was so smart and quick-witted from the beginning no matter how much he trusted any of these animals how did he trust the logic that he wouldn't get wet going like how did he think i could get to the shark's home? Where the fuck does he think the shark lives? Where it sounds he didn't like he was just
3: gonna take him on a on like a fucking platform, like he was just gonna ride him along so he could well,
0: that's like what look did hear into the water. Yeah, I mean, I that's what that's happened. What but he like, assumed. what, what, what he, did he assume that the house was like surface level, like literally at the top, like all sharks just well, hang right. out? Like well, what it's kind of like
2: you show your girlfriend your childhood home, but somebody else lives there. All you can do is drive by.
0: Yeah, and then on top of it, it's like if you explain all the finer intricacies of your old home, right what did you expect you were going to be able to like, and your girlfriend's like, I want to see all of this. Well, no, what you can do is
2: on the, from the outside, my guess is how the way it actually played out is like, the shark is explaining to the monkey while they're on the surface, like, oh, directly below us. If you see that little shape over there, that's where I grew up. And over there, that's where, oh,
0: and that's the shark's palace. Yeah, it's like a tour. No, it's, like, it's take, a quick tour. You know, no, but yeah, yeah, he was yeah, going to yeah. take him to his house.
3: Does he say, I'm going to take you to my to house? To my house. And I'm going to oh. show you
0: all these underwater things. Well, this monkey things.
3: doesn't know anything about the the ocean world, so maybe he thought he would have gotten away with it. The monkey- Just been
0: So the monkey now. is yeah. wise, yeah. but still ignorant to things he- well, he do you think the know. shark
2: the entire time was thinking, I'm going to steal this monkey's heart? Yeah. It, it, no, 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 Until it got
0: guilty? No, no. The shark actually, in this version, it says like it was a week before that. So he did have a week of plotting. So it is premeditated. If Julian's <laughs> trying to paint this shark as a bad guy. But that's, that's how many he, days it took to get there. Yeah, that's what he said. That's Maybe the whole he didn't time. come and no, ask no, no, for No, 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 no. It was a week before that, and then the shark took him. So they were okay, hanging so yeah, out that's for premedi- months. That's premeditated they were hanging murder. out for months, he knew. It was premeditated murder. I think it was more, I think- Actually, it was a passion or is a crime of passion because no. the, no, no, because no, the shark by definition, it's not, a crime no, the shark didn't actually plan to take the monkey down there. It wasn't until the monkey said, I want to go down and see all of it. I'm actually sad right now because I can't see all of it. And I would love to, that the shark brought out, oh, would you like to hop on my back and I'll take you. So the, the monkey
1: he yeah, the shark he didn't even up.
0: bring up the but the the shark didn't ever tell him. Don't you ever wonder what it's it doesn't like matter there. if he told him. The shark him. just showed but up still and he has head. like
1: the the king shark was like you know sick and he had to get the heart of that specific and monkey. That. So and he on... knew he had to go to that. Monkey.
0: Okay, okay. Question: My mom's dying, right? I'm hanging out with Josh. Me and Josh have been hanging out for six months. We just met each other, hanging out for six months. We're inseparable. We're best friends. And I find out my mom's dying of cancer, and Josh for whatever reason, has the cure inside of his heart. But I don't bring it up. And then a week later, after finding this out, Josh is like, man, I really would like to go meet your mom. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah, dude, I just I feel like I don't know who your mom is. Right, and then you're like, well, this this, this there's a natural puzzle. Well, that do you want to come to hang out with my yeah, mom? And then we're on our way, brother. and as we're driving there, right before I go, Josh, by the way, it is still premeditated because yeah, I'm, I'm thinking it would about be
2: it. Pre, it would be more of that way if I had no way out. And the thing is the monkey had no way out at that point. It was no, actually really didn't. generous of the shark to take the monkey at the word and take him back to the tree. Yeah. Or really yeah, stupid of the shark. The it's Really crazy.
0: stupid of the shark, which I think right. is important to put out in every version of this. The These animals who do the turnaround mm-hmm. to take the monkey back to its place, they're always portrayed as stupid. And the monkey always says something either like the washman donkey's tail or some kind of passage of like – what, do you think I'm dumb? Right. Like, I can't trust someone who's a traitorous bastard. So fuck you. You don't get my heart. So that seems to be a reoccurring wow. theme. That's a great story. This whole time. Yeah. And then on top of it, I think the the hardest thing for me to understand is where did the idea of a, a traitorous friend and being wiser than your traitorous friend kind of stem in Swahili folklore? Was this one of their more famous kind of stories that they used to talk about it and also does this theme of having a story inside of a story lie and other folklores and is there other people who have done this before and the answer is yes there are other stories that have done this inception where they put a story inside of another story and one of them is in a great collection of stories called the arabian nights or a thousand and one nights now for those of you who are like well what's that story Sounds like you're going to have to keep listening to Fairly Odd Fairy Tales to find out. So thank you guys for listening. You were listening to The Heart of a Monkey. Again, story retold by Andrew Lang, first recorded by Edward Steer in the Swahili area. Did anybody learn something that they didn't know prior to this show?
2: Uh, I learned 100% of something that I knew 0% about.
0: Good. Did you learn anything, Pretty smart Julian? way to say, put it. Absolutely.
3: In, right. I would say I would say probably equally I learned something I didn't learn prior. And I enjoyed it quite a bit because I, I realized that monkeys are really tricksters and they're a lot smarter than That sharks. was a
2: goodie. That was a good story. Yeah.
0: I really enjoyed that story. And what about you, Drew? Nature's fucking scary. Fuck you, Drew. Shut up. Wait, what did you say? Nature's fucking scary. Shut up, scary. Drew. Don't trust me. You're the fucking washerman's donkey, dog.
2: So what do you say at the end here? You say, drink... Uh, but don't drink and then listen to fairy tales, but fuck No,
0: up. you fucked it Wait, up. Is that, is that how it goes? Thank you to our overlords, the Helios Network. Okay. For blessing us with fruitful crops and whatever people prayed for. And then you say goodbye. Goodbye. And remember. And remember. Drink and read responsibly. Drink
2: and read responsibly. Or you might think. Or you might think. You're important enough. You're important enough.
0: To start a Podcast. Whoa. <sighs>